0: breaking news from the athletic this is andy staples and nicole auerbach from the athletic with breaking news alabama football coach nick saban and alabama athletic director greg byrne have tested positive for covid19 they are going into isolation this is a very big deal because nick saban and the crimson tide are getting ready for a top-five matchup against Georgia in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Nicole, Nick Saban will not be coaching in what probably is the biggest regular season game of the 2020 season.
1: Yeah, he put out a statement uh, early Wednesday evening saying that he and his athletic director tested positive for COVID-19 this afternoon. We're recording this Wednesday evening. Um, They both immediately left the facility, went home to self-isolate, Right now, the positive tests are limited to just those two people. They are doing contact tracing um, and going to follow quarantine guidelines. Nick Saban says that he has taken another PCR test to confirm the diagnosis. Um, inform the team on a Zoom call, does not have any symptoms relative to COVID. And offensive coordinator Steve Sarkisian will oversee game preparation while he works from home. So that's where we are right now with just three days out from, like you said, the biggest game of the season.
0: Now, Steve Sarkisian has coached big games before. He's been the head coach at Washington and at USC. So this is not unusual for him he's dealt with a you know situation where he's had to be the head coach of a of a team in a big game before it's just he probably hasn't found out about it on Wednesday
1: yes and obviously this is just a very unique situation we haven't really had this pop up that often we've had Mike Norvell at Florida State he missed a game he missed the Miami game Miami Florida State game due to testing positive for COVID-19 as well But we had a couple of head coaches who said that they tested positive in the offseason and, you know, in other situations where there wasn't a big game being played. But all of these staffs have designated kind of the head coach in waiting, the person who is going to step up in this type of situation. Obviously, you need to isolate for at least 10 days if you don't have symptoms. Um, So, again, terrible timing for Alabama. But honestly, this is a lesson that the virus controls everything because this is a program Nick Saban's been wearing his mask they are testing daily they're doing what they can to stop positive tests from turning into an outbreak but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get the virus in the first place.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing just about everybody is is at risk and and everybody is going to have to accept that. And then people are going to have to accept that these games are not going to go off without a hitch. So this is the third game in the SEC this week that is affected by COVID. This one, it looks like is still going to get played. The Missouri Vanderbilt game has been postponed to December 12th. The LSU Florida game has been postponed to December 12th. So uh, we've seen this in other leagues, the SEC, they started later in the hopes that they wouldn't have as many games affected, but now every league of the six that that played, starting in the fall, has had games affected by COVID, and that's just how it's going to be. Nicole, I, I would assume the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are probably going to have to deal with this at some point too.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely think that that's going to pop up. You've got those leagues do not have extra idle weeks to make up games, um, so those games will just straight up be canceled when they are missed. You've obviously also got a 21-day period for the uh, for, for someone who's test positive in the Big Ten, which is which is longer than the other leagues are operating under. So yeah, absolutely this was something that people expected. They expected these disruptions to happen. This why the schedules were built out the way that they were and that they added extra weeks. But, you know, the SEC had been spared up until this week, and it is all hitting at once. Again, the viruses in the pandemic are making the rules. And I'll also add that Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin said that they were experiencing some COVID-19 issues. They obviously played Alabama last week. So there's contact tracing has to happen after games as well to make sure that players who are in close contact, all of that is taken care of. Um, but it is clear that a number of teams in the SEC are dealing with these issues that, as you mentioned, teams in other leagues have dealt with there have been postponements, cancellations, um and, and this is just the new reality, but it is hitting hard in SEC country right now.
0: Yeah, and the thing is they they've got to figure out how they're going to to deal with this going forward. You're gonna see something from the SEC probably later this week, maybe early next week, where they talk about their tiebreakers and and who gets into the championship game because they realize not everybody may be able to play the same number of games. And you've seen this from the other leagues. Uh, The ACC put it out when they put out their schedule. Uh, They have protocols for if a team misses a game or if a team misses a couple games where they they try to protect the head-to-head winner even if that head-to-head winner has a lower winning percentage because they played fewer games. So you're going to see stuff like that that is unique to 2020 and just accept that this is not going to be a nice, tidy season. They're going to be, probably when they get to the end, teams that have played more games than others, and everybody's just going to have to deal with that. Also with the SEC, you know they have that week built in, Nicole, but if Florida-Missouri next week can't be played, which given Florida's situation, it looks like it might not be. You may have to do some other stuff. You may have to start shuffling the schedule around in season. We've seen the ACC do that already.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an important point because I think the, the SEC has come out and said that these are tentative rescheduling, and I think that's important because you're going to eventually have to prioritize the games that impact the title game, and so they are going to move things around to make that happen, and and I think that that's totally fine and that is how it's going to work. This is also potentially, I mean, even though Alabama is going to play this game, this is our first real impact for a playoff-caliber team in this new world, because, you know, we we've talked for the number last five years about player availability, right? Oh, this player wasn't available. They were injured. The playoff committee takes that into consideration. They're going to take into consideration not having Nick What if the greatest coach of
0: all time is out,
1: right? So that, you know, again, even if this game is played, there's still going to be playoff implications and playoff teams are not going to end up playing the same amount of time amount of games either. So just more factors to, to consider here. This
0: this probably will be discussed when the playoff selection committee meets. I mean, if Alabama, let's say Alabama loses this game to Georgia and it's, and it's close or well, even if it's not close and then they play again in the sec championship game, which is a distinct possibility. Then the result may be taken into consideration that, Hey, wait, Nick Saban wasn't here. And now Nick Saban was here. And what's the difference? Or, Let's say Alabama loses this game because they don't have Nick Saban. They have to play another game without Nick Saban, and they lose that one too. Then what happens? Do, do, do you give them special consideration because they won the games with Nick Saban? And These are the questions that are going to come up. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just endless questions from here on out, and everybody probably needs to accept that it will not be a nice, tidy conclusion to this college football season. It's going to be messy from here on out.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if and if you didn't realize that Nick Saban testing positive absolutely underscores that, you know, we hope he recovers well. He's 68. He says he has no symptoms right now. Um, But obviously, you know, we want to send our best wishes to him and, and, and everyone fighting this virus right now.
0: Thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash newspod, where you can join for just $1 a month.